This podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is your Sunday E.T. Films Slasher Classic series of reviews. I'm your host, Duncan McLeish. Welcome to the show. Up on this episode this week, we are doing disc number 29 in the collection. It is Luther the Geek. Been anticipating this one for three weeks now since we read the blurb and all the other stuff on E.T. Films, which has... uh, uh, raised an eyebrow, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, raised an eyebrow and slight expectations for something great. We'll see if it delivers after the first break. As always, let's catch up. This is your final episode of the week. And what a week it's been. You have followed me through several different kind of journeys. A journey looking at the Bloody Terror box set. A journey through the list of movies that we'll be covering on the Summer Teapot's Top 10 series. A journey through Cherry Falls and then today finishing off with Luther the Geek. Tomorrow we kick it off and start all over again, starting with the next instalment of our Bloody Terror box set. We're looking at Insemnioid from 1981. I'll be joined by my guest on that series, Derek Bourgeois, and we will get into that for sure. Thursday you'll get a bonus episode, on Saturday you'll get a listener choice episode, and Sunday we bring you another Arrow video assortment it's as simple as that. Okie dokie, right, there we go. That's what we call a quick introduction. Let's get into this. Um, you are going to hear promos for shows that I love. You're going to hear the trailer for the movie Luther the Geek. And when we return, we're discussing that movie right after this. Want to learn more about horror directors? With a lighthearted look at three of their movies, meet fearless podcaster Gore Blimey. I've been unsettled by bats in the past and startled by parrots, and I've even been known to jump at the odd cockatoo. Discover horror films that are classics, and others, too. There's a topless aerobics massacre, an exploding rock singer, cannibals, nude martial arts, a deep fried prostitute. But it's not all silliness. You'll get proper movie breakdowns, opinion, and background information, too. Yep, in the 80s and 90s, Jeff Stryker was huge in gay porn. In every sense. So if you're a horror film fan, come and check out the Trilogy of Terror podcast at strangeanddeadly.com or find it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or on your podcatcher. One of those people that has a certain charisma and a certain style, and I'm just hoping one day he'll rub off on me. The Trilogy of Terror podcast, where we try three times harder to give you the willies. Throughout America in the early 20th century, circus carnivals crisscrossed the continental United States. Carney Barkers hawked and baited a curious public to come see the sideshow freaks. But of all the bizarre acts, the strangest was the geek. 
The geek was a man so down on his luck he'd do anything for a drink. But to earn that shot of cheap whiskey, he had to bite the head off a live chicken and drink its blood. Do we want to let this Watts character back out in the real world? Yes, I think we do. Who is Luther Watts? Paroled killer. There's a two-state alarm out for his arrest. Coming through, people! Move! Back up, back up! Come on, Jesus! Move! You know what the guards used to call old Luther? The geek. Because he liked to bite his victims on the neck and watch them bleed to death. Sanders wants to fry your ass. Luther is the story of a different kind of geek. Welcome back. So you just had the trailer for Luther the Geek. This is disc number 29 in the Slasher Classic Collection. Edging towards that 30, yeah? Number 30 in three weeks' time. Um, the description or biog on the page is, As a child, the sight of a chicken's head being ripped from its body by the jaws of a carnival geek was a life-changing experience for little Luther Watts. Decades later, and fully grown up and deeply disturbed, Luther, played by Edward Terry's incarceration and balding psycho journey back to his hometown, is going to be marked with similar bloodshed. And thanks to Luther's razor-sharp metal teeth, there'll be more than poultry that's torn asunder. Fizzing with intensity and boasting one of the most unique villains in horror history, Luther the Geek receive rave reviews from the likes of Gorezone and Fangoria upon its original release. But with distributor issues hindering its theatrical run, it's now only that this twisted tale of a rooster-obsessed retrobate can finally be enjoyed here in the UK. And who better to present Luther the Geek in its British debut than those cheeky mother-cluckers over 88 films. The Undisputed Sultans of Savage HD... Stock and Slash. Special features here are 2K transfer from the original negative, an uncompressed LPCM audio, optional English subtitles, Bite Me, an interview with Stacey Hidiuk, Geekdom featurette, uh, archive interviews from the director Carlton J. Albright, then he discusses Luther the Geek in detail, an archive interview with actor Will Albright. 
You get the trailer and a reversible sleeve with the alternate cover artwork. Technical specs, this is region lock to region B. Picture format is HD 178.1. Audio format is LPCM stereo. English language certification 18. And the run time is an hour and 20 minutes. By God, did this feel longer than an hour and 20 minutes. Um, I am torn on this one, ladies and gents, quite a bit, because there were a few things I think Luther the Geek did really, really well, but by God, is it just one of the most fucking bleak movies I've seen in a while. I mean, there's just no... There's no real pathos at all to sitting through this movie. Um, It's a trauma distributed movie and it's not like a goofy trauma movie which made me smile because I'm not a big fan of trauma and I'm not a big fan of the goofier side of trauma. Uh, I think the kind of toilet humour tends to be like a five minute joke which is stretched out over an entire movie. Um, How to discuss this one? I think we'll lean into what I liked about the movie and then kind of what I didn't like about it and we'll kind of surmise roughly what the issues are I personally think with a title like Luther the Geek. Things I liked about it, the transfer is brilliant and the movie looks really good actually and the practical effects for the most part, albeit they are in the hands of some not very great actors, um, are done really really well. So you get like arterial spray galore and uh, the set design of these, you know, metal teeth, all that stuff works really, really well. Some of the camera angles are pretty cool, uh, specifically when he's doing his stalking in the house. I, I really enjoyed that. So I thought those bits were handled quite well. Um, it uses, um, how do I describe this? It uses a lot of, a, this is a good and bad actually, it uses a lot of setup where you think, um, the the heroes or uh, protagonists might get the upper hand and kind of pulls the rug from under you. I use that technique a bit too much in this movie, so I got to the point where I was cynically thinking that no one was really going to survive this one. And to be honest, no one really survives this movie, um, including Luther himself. So whilst I appreciate that as an earlier technique, I think it, it, it's used a bit too much in here for sure. Um... It's clearly made on a bit of a budget and that, you know, like a tight budget and they do that quite well. For the most part, you it's spent in the right place, if you know what I mean. They're not, the, the acting's not great. Probably doesn't have to be in a movie like this and they can get around that. Um, but the money seems to have been spent primarily on the effects, which, like I say, are, are surprisingly good. There's a, a sequence later on in the movie where there's a kind of... Um, kind of disemboweled body um, which has got most of the organs pulled out including the heart actually uh, which I thought the effect was pretty cool lingers a bit too long and the HD makes it you can see the seams but I thought as a kind of initial thing I thought it was quite quite visceral Um, so those are the things that I kind of liked about the movie turn on to stuff I didn't like the movie the overall tone is just is just bleak. I mean, there's there's a lot of this crazy guy just running around with these metal teeth making chicken noises, um, which, right, I understand he's a geek. 
I understand he bites the head off chickens. I don't understand why he's making a chicken noise though all the way through this because to me he's then making the noise of the food that he bites. I don't know. I don't know. It it flew over the top of my head unless that's what geeks did. Now, I didn't have as much time as I usually do to peruse all the special features so I didn't watch the Geekdom feature yet which I think goes into a bit of detail on... um, the, the, the kind of culture of geeks and what they are in terms of carnival. But it just, it got a bit kind of, you know, walking about a house making this noise and it kept going and it just got really irritating. Um, also, like I said earlier on, the constantly set the characters about to escape, Luther gets them. Then the character's about to escape. Then Luther gets him. Then the character's about to escape. Then Luther gets him. And they use that over and over and over and over and over again to the point where it becomes a bit maddening. Uh, This killer is not supposed to be the brightest guy ever. He's supposed to be incarcerated most of his life. But by God, is he fucking... You know, he could could join the A-team. You know what I mean? This guy could build a fucking tank at a empty loo roll and a fucking box of matches. Um, he seems like a little bit too resilient for my liking. The there's also like no real explanation as to why he seems to be able to just man manhandle everyone. I mean, he's not necessarily shown as being like someone with kind of abridged physical strength, um, or you know, like possessing any. You know, it's not as if they're saying, you know, we have to release him just now. Uh, which, that was the thing that really fucking floored me. Um, there's a whole parole meeting at the start. Uh, and this woman's saying, oh, he should be totally released. He's done 20-odd years for murdering three people. And the cop on the other side's like, well, how can you say he's been, you know, rehabilitated? Like, who's like who's going to tell the family? All, all this stuff. And, uh, you know, like, he, Luther's out the door, what less than three minutes and he's murdering an old lady and like that. This guy, you like, a psychologist would have fucking picked up on that. Um, he uses a lot of stock sound effects as well. So while you're watching it, you will hear these stock sound effects that you've heard in God knows how many other movies. And I understand that might be budgetary as well, but, um, you know, some of these slasher movies, whilst haven't been great in this collection, the scores have been pretty interesting, so I tend to pay quite a considerable bit of attention to them, and I didn't really deliver all that much either. Um, and then the time, I, I just felt, like, because essentially we get through a lot of setup to be in a single location, which is a farmhouse, where Luther is terrorising this family for no reason at all. There's no modus operandi here for that. Um, he's shown as being a cold-blooded killer previous so I don't know why he decides he's just going to fuck with this family for a, a, a day and I was watching it and there was a certain point where I was like right uh, about the fifth time we've had that almost kind of uh, character escapes moment I was like right, right we can't be that far off the end of this movie now and I checked my watch and I was just crossing the halfway mark a movie that's an hour and 20 minutes should finish and I should be wanting like more. I should feel like I've been shortchanged to an extent. Uh, this one just dragged and dragged and dragged. And then the ending was fucking ludicrous. Like, absolutely ludicrous. Uh, and then credits. And it left me, like I say, 
kind of conflicted on this one because there are there are elements for sure that I think are surprisingly good. It feels, at least this movie feels like a movie. Some of the ones we've covered in this collection, Scalps, I'm Looking at You, feel like a fucking college project. This feels like a movie. This feels like there's been a bit of time and consideration kind of building this together. But I think it runs... It's a, it's a a story that should be able to fill an hour and twenty minutes with ease, but it feels like it overstays its welcome. It uses the same sort of kind of cat and mouse, cat and mouse, cat and mouse, cat and mouse with the same individuals for an amount of time that doesn't feel logically sensible. Uh, the special effects are really good for the most part, but oh, there's a fight scene. In this movie, which is two steps away from being Batman, the TV show. Oh, God. Um, Cop throws two fists. Absolutely nowhere near Luther. Like, nowhere near him at all. And then we get a delayed kind of... Effect sound. And then Luther flies back. Um, It's just... It's an interesting premise. I like the design of the killer. I really, really do. I like that idea of the kind of Jaws... Uh, metal teeth I think that's pretty cool but ultimately it, it's it's a one trick pony um, that's stretched out for, for a, a time period that doesn't make sense um, and most of what we're going through in this movie is from the eyes of well for the most part it's through the eyes of Luther so we spend a lot of time with him till we get to his victims and then we switch over and then we're from the other side so that fits the kind of slasher territory that's in. Don't technically know if a slasher movie is a slasher movie if it's someone biting folk. I, not that I want to get semantics with the with the, the genre definition in a series which has really struggled with the genre definition. I don't know. It's to me it left me a bit frustrated if I'm honest. And like I say, it's just there's no sunlight in this movie at all in terms of ray of sunshine for any characters it's just like Luther just kills everyone and you are just a passenger as he kills everyone which would be okay if it didn't try and inject a bit of humour every now and again which it does do um, and fails that miserably so I don't know I don't know it was a frustrating watch to say the least overall I think grade wise it's going to be like a 2.5. Like, I want to say that I liked it, but I can't in good conscience say I liked it. I liked elements of it, but the overall movie itself felt like a, a one-note one song played for an hour and 20 minutes. So, yeah, frustrating because I think there are like minor changes and little tweaks here uh, in favour of what I like. You know, I, I would never tell a filmmaker to do fucking anything because it's not my place, but minor tweaks and stuff like that. I think this could have been like a, a thumping good one. Overall, just a bit cold. Uh, that's how I felt when it finished last night. I just uh, just felt like kind of deflated. Couldn't be, bo- couldn't be bothered. Um, so yeah, that's all I've got to say about it. 2.5 out of 5. Luther the Geek. This number 29 in the Slasher Classics collection. Let's take our final break. When we come back, we will be telling you what we'll be doing in three weeks' time is this 30. Excite, 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 get excited right after this. (laughs) 
You're listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. And you've been listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. This has been your Sunday 88 Films Slasher Classic Collection. We've been looking at disc number 29, Luther the Geek. In three weeks' time, we turn our attention to disc number 30 and it's, ooh, video nasty time as we look at the Toolbox Murders. That is disc number 30. says on the website that this is completely uncut and uncensored for the first time in the UK ever. Never released uncut in the UK before, Toolbox Murders stars the legendary Cameron Mitchell from Blood and Black Lace as a balaclava-clad badman who stalks and splatters a number of nubile and frequently nude young ladies across a Hollywood apartment block, including the vixen victims in this legendary adult star Kelly Nichols from Roommates, who is turned into a human pincushion by your unapologetically evil antagonist. Banned as a video nasty in the UK, Toolbox Murders would be remade by the legendary Toby Hooper from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre fame in 2004, but nothing beats the original Nightmare, which, along with Halloween, heralded a new era of slice and dice madness in the late 1970s. Finally unleashed in HD by 88 Films in the all-new special edition, this gore gem is ready to drill and thrill you in a brilliant Blu-ray edition. The special features are a new 2017 4K transfer from positive elements and correct 185-1 theatrical aspect ratio, additional expert colour correction, a DTS HD ME 5.1 remix, LPCM audio, uh, you also have optional English subtitles, uh, slashback memories, David Deval remembers actor Cameron Mitchell. Flesh and Bud, an interview with actress Kelly Nichols. Audio commentary with slasher expert and author of Teenage Wasteland, Justin Kerswell. Theatrical trailer, a reversible sleeve with the alternate artwork, and the technical specs on the disc are Region B, picture format HD 185.1, audio format DTS HD MA 5.1 and LPCM stereo. The language is English, subtitles English, certification 18, our runtime, an hour and 33 minutes. Very excited about this one because this is a movie I have seen before and kind of dig. Um, covered it as part of doing the nasty back in the day. Very much looking forward to coming back and watching it in 4K. That'll be interesting. The version I saw before was a DVD rip and it looked shahite. So if we're 4K colour correction on this bad boy, ooh, now is the time to watch it. So that's coming in three weeks' time. There's a multitude of ways to check out podcasts under the stairs. Wherever you're listening to me right now, hit subscribe. That way you don't miss an episode coming out from under the stairs. Also subscribe to that Teapots Collective and you get additional content on a weekly basis from that feed as well. For sweet fuck all, ladies and gents, it's all free. Free with love from the podcast under the stairs. Visit our website, it's teapotscast.com. You can buy merch to support the show by going to teapotscast.bigcartel.com. Come. You can visit us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash teapotscast. Alternatively, check out the Teapots Collective Facebook page, that's facebook.com forward slash teapotscast. You can reach out and touch myself and the Baz on the twin prongs of social media sexness. Instagram and Twitter both can be followed at teapotscast. Check us out on the Flick Chat app. Flick Chat is free and available for Android and iOS or John code is teapotscast. 
the podcast under the stairs will return to you dear listener tomorrow when we look at Insemnioid from 1981 directed by Norman J. Warren as part of that bloody terror box set this is a penultimate review in that series and this one is worth the wait full show but until then wherever you are what the time zone is and whatever you're up to in this big bad world of ours please take care of yourselves out there this is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from under the stairs and I am signing off